They say you can't argue with a mother's love. But some make that harder than others. And if the mums of Wolford think they've got it tough now... Then there's a return on the horizon that could push them to their limits. Oh, I'm Alex. I'm Rob. And this is the Wolford Weekly Podcast. Hello everyone and welcome to Wolford Weekly, your weekly EastEnders podcast, where this week we'll be discussing the episodes on the, that were broadcast on the BBC in the UK from Monday the 16th to Friday the 20th of August. And I cannot do this alone, so I have Rob with me. Hello Rob, how are you? Very well Alex, how are you today? I am good, I'm excited because we've got lots and lots to talk about, but... I think you almost definitely have to start off with that surprise trailer that came out on Thursday after Thursday's episode. None of us expecting it to happen. When it came up on screen, no. I was watching it with Ben, obviously, and we were both a bit like, trailer. what's this? There was there was some leaning forward toward the television happening. It was very exciting. Yeah. Um, and then the Love ending. I mean, we... No one could have expected that ending. Um, although we should have really, because we knew it was about to happen. The J word has finally shown her face. We can finally say her name, yeah. even though we kind of alluded to who it was last week. Janine is here. I don't think and anyone knew what we were on about. <laughs> no, no. Especially when we mentioned her daughter's name outright and didn't like hide that at all. Yes, so Janine is coming, Rob. Janine is coming. Yes! <laughs> Nearly so am I. I'm that excited. Um, I cannot wait. <laughs> I cannot wait. I'm that. I ah, Janine, Janine, Janine. I'm literally so excited. I cannot wait. Like now, so I mean, for a start, I do want to know why she was dressed as Nanny McPhee in the trailer. Like she had that sort of. She was, didn't she? Like she had a sort of like proper prim and proper little suit on with a little. Uh, what is that? What is that thing? What is that thing? Like a, like a little tie shoelace thing, like tying a shirt. What? Which is I'm sure there's a name for that. Yeah. A bow thing. Thing. Uh, Anyway, um, Lady Bow. Yeah. So, I mean, the truck. Comment <laughs> below if you know. <laughs> Lady Bow. Um, yes. So. <laughs> uh, yes. So. Um, yes. So the trailer itself, I, I actually, I actually really liked because it was just sort of showing, you know, mm. different parts of Walford and London itself, which you know I had to watch again before I realised. Oh, I see. I get. Oh, nice, nice. I get it. Uh, and then you've got Janine now. Now, was there a bit of foreshadowing in the trailer? Because Janine, at one point, mm. kind of sped through sped through, and nearly knocked um, Honey and Isaac over, didn't she? Um, with her car. Now, yes. Miss Butcher has killed with her car before. Non-intentionally, yes. <laughs> and, tried to, and tried to kill David Wicks at one point, when she tried to run him over as well. So she's not exactly... Um, no, she's not the best driver Wolford's ever seen, is she? Let's be fair here. Like she, she, um, I'd, I'd no. argue a few points are needed on that woman's license. Um, so is a is another human to Janine's car collision oncoming? Is was it foreshadowing, or was it just, or was it just kind of showing Janine sort of rushing through this apparently kind of great little square where people are all a community, and she and there was the symbolism of Janine sort of coming in to ruin it all what do you think yeah she's there to tear it apart almost um i mean yeah. as you say the butchers don't have a great history <coughs> for uh cars frank killed someone no pat killed mm, someone Tiffany, janine yeah. killed someone you know the she butchers is. the yeah. butchers like to butcher people in their cars let's be oh my honest. god scarlet's um, gonna get behind so, the wheel of janine's car isn't she <laughs> i it's a matter of time in fact i'm surprised that scarlet That's wasn't just there in a little kind of, of little tights type thing you know <laughs> one of those little red she'll cars be there she'll roof. be there <laughs> Yeah. yeah, exactly, exactly. Peddling, like, yeah. <laughs> knocking Isaac down. Um, no, yeah, I, yeah. I don't think so. I think I think your latter theory is correct. I think it was kind of symbolised that she's tearing through the squares because the way she's going to tear apart mm. the square. She's there to save <laughs> the day. You know, you can say all <sighs> kinds of things about Janine. I mean, as as you say, yeah. I thought the trailer was brilliant. We haven't had a trailer like that for EastEnders. Even that one that they did uh, when they kind of... Remember they had all those kind of scenes and they kept zooming into different parts of the scene. They had it about two years ago. There was like that fight that was happening outside the square and then zoomed in on Martin and Ben looking aggressively at each other and zoomed out. And it was like the first ever trailer that used an 8K camera and that's why they were able to zoom in and out on that. That was a a good trailer. It was quite... quite, um, 
experimental and I so I enjoyed it but this was this is if you were to if you were to google EastEnders trailer this would mm. be the the the, the sheet mm. of how to do it step that. by step by step it was just perfect it was just and it got me wow it got me excited it got me it got me really hyped up ready to see Janine I mean Janine doesn't need a lot of you know fanfare to begin with does she but the fact that they gave it to her they're they're clearly they're clearly hoping that this is going to pull in an audience because let's be honest, and I'm not going to talk about ratings again because we talk about ratings practically every week at it. one point. But it. EastEnders needs it. Yeah, EastEnders needs to pull something in uh, currently. And I think Janine is the woman to do it. Do Are you worried about what's going to happen to Janine? Because, yes. you know, there's no secret that <laughs> at the moment... It, there's, there's, yeah, there's no secret that at the moment the storylines are... It's a bit hit and miss. There's a few tricky bits and pieces. And Janine's had such a wonderful history. And she left with such a bang and, like, so so many good stories that, that trail behind her. Are you worried that they're going to maybe now bring her back and it could ruin her or do you think that for the wrong that they wouldn't have brought Janine back if they didn't have something to do with her yeah what do, what do you think well what I think is that Charlie Brooks wouldn't have come back if it wasn't for the right reasons and I mm. think to be perfectly honest with you if they mess it up then we've got Janine for about five minutes because you know Charlie Brooks is not the sort of actress I don't think to sort of hang around and do rubbish you know she doesn't have to you know, she just she's just come off the back of a of a drama on Channel Five. You know, so she's it's yeah. not like she's out of work. You know, so you know we're really lucky to have her back. I imagine, you know, that, you know this, is, this is all theories here, but I imagine um, a few, quite a few pennies were passed around under the table to make all this to make to make uh, the big Janine thing happen. Because I actually I would argue Janine is sort of the show's ace card. You know, there's very, very few characters, I think, that would genuinely get people really excited to see them back. You know, apart, you know, maybe Grant, mm. but even, you know, we've seen Grant back before. And, you know, so I think, you know, Janine is their best possible card that they could play. And they're playing it at the perfect time, I would argue, as well. So all fair play to them for um, bringing Janine back when they have. I think it's literally the perfect time to bring Janine back. I just hope they've got the um, the right story. My problem, my, my concern is... Because I watched, um, I'm not a huge watcher of Emmerdale, but I did watch when Kim Tate was brought back. And, you know, UK soap people, even if you don't watch Emmerdale that much, will know Kim Tate, you know. And if you're not aware of Emmerdale and Kim Tate, yeah. then Kim Tate basically was the soap bitch of the 90s, wasn't she? Like, she, um, yeah. <clears throat> like, yeah. was the, when you think of soap bitches of the 90s, Kim Tate is is the one. She's sort of the, um, the you know, what's the one from Dallas? You know, she's just that one, you know, just the UK kind of caricature of soap bitch um and they brought her back in emmerdale yeah. now you know i'm assuming that she's settled down now because she's still she's still in it now but they brought her back and she was literally just an overly sort of camp um sort of woman just come was walking in and saying bitchy things to people for no reason whatsoever just because she's yeah. a soap bitch you know uh and then it all led into almost work. a stereotype of herself completely completely and that's my concern yeah. that they're going to do that because Janine is so layered as a character um <clears throat> you know I'm doing research for Janine at the minute um and uh, for, a, for a future video for a future video maybe um and uh, is that a Patreon yeah, exclusive video spoiled. that will be up for maybe <laughs> for a few days for a few days um so yes so that for a week or so yeah <laughs> Um, yeah, so anyway, I'm doing um, research for a Janine video at the minute, and it's, you know, she is so layered. There's so many reasons as to why she is the way she is. So I don't want her just to come back and sort of be a bitch for no reason, apart from the fact that I'm Janine, so that's mm. what I do. You know, she need, I, don't, I, yeah. I don't want them to lose yeah. that depth that Janine has always had as a character. That's my mm. concern. Apart from that, and also I'm worried about what they're going to do with Scarlet as well, because I could, I, I you know, I there's... I, I have a feeling that just Scarlet is just going to be sort of like a carbon copy of their mum, which is so easy to do with with kids, you know. And yeah. I'd argue that you know, if you look at if you look at someone like Ben and Phil, the drama f has come over the years, and they've got many years of drama out of Ben and Phil because they're the p complete antithesis of each other, you know. Um, <clears throat> they're complete, you know, complete opposites, and that's why they had shut up, and that's why they had so much. Um, so much excellent drama together because they're complete opposites to each other. And for me, that's a bit more interesting than yeah. watching just, you know, mini yeah. Janine. 
just for the hell of it because she's Janine's daughter. But, you know, it's all theories at this point. We will know when she arrives. We don't know when she's arriving. Presumably it's quite soon. My guess is it's going to be on a Friday. Um, and apart from that, we just sit and wait and wait to see what little Miss Butch is going to bring mm. to the square. But, oh, I'm so excited. Yeah. What a, what a way to, Exactly. What a way to bring her in. What a way to bring her in. And I, mm. and I think last week we talked about whether Janine's daughter would be friends with uh, Stacey's daughter. And you were kind of like, oh, no, they're going to yeah, hate they, one another. Yeah. Like you just said then, I kind of, I kind of hope that they don't. I hope that they don't, because I think it'll be easy. I think that's an so easy way of, for them doing it. I would rather that they kind of build them as a friendship. I would rather they build a friendship yeah. between them both. Um, but yeah, yeah. Who's who's to say what's going to happen with Janine's story? I mean, I there is. Um, I don't know if this is a spoiler or not. Thirty seconds skip if you if if you don't want to hear something that could potentially be a spoiler. But obviously, there is a lot of things going around online about there being a fire happening on the square. Mm. Um, I'm presuming that it's not a coincidence that that storyline is happening at the same time as Janine's return. But again, no. who who knows? But um, we, we shall see. Uh, also, another thing, just to plug uh, Rob's work, um, there's a Doc Cotton retrospective video on our YouTube channel, which uh, if you're watching this on YouTube right now, I'll pop a link up on the top right-hand corner of the screen. Um, but don't watch it now. Watch it after you've watched this podcast. But I highly recommend you do watch it because it is absolutely spot on and excellent and really, oh. really in-depth look into Doc Cotton's history. So, thanks. so there. Thank so, yeah. you so much to all the people that have the post. and said how much they've enjoyed it. Yeah, thanks. I'll send you a tenner. Honestly. A carrot. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, and thank you to all the people that have um, that have commented on this and said I loved it, how much they enjoyed it. Really appreciated it. It was great. It was a lot of fun to make and it's a series that I'm planning on continuing um, as, the, as the months go on. And yes, I think as we've revealed, the next one that I will be doing is about Janine. So that's being made at the moment. So there we go. Now then, Alexander, on to this Very week in Wolford. Mm. I think so. I think so. So, um... Family stories this week, uh, as we alluded to at the beginning Absolutely. of the show. Uh, first of all, we're starting with the Panasars. Um, I want to first of all talk about the business arrangement between Ben <coughs> and Kirat, um, because Kirat kind of stood, uh, stepped on Ben's toes this week by just putting a sign up below the Mitchell Motors garage sign saying, was it Kirat yeah. or Panasar? Motors Panasar. or something like that, but he said he took it. Yeah, I was just say Panasars. He said he took it off yeah. his father's uh, old shop, and he wanted to pop it up on there. Ben immediately took a disliking to that, even though Callum did warn him to say like, "You don't want to mess around with him because he has just helped you out of a big hole." Uh, but Ben was like, "No, nope, hot headed, straight in." Said, "I don't want anything to do with you. I don't want you to do with the business anymore. I will find a way to pay off the debt that I owe you." Um, then Karat got arrested. And so the the big worry for the whole week was whether he's going to then, because he's feeling a bit, you know, a bit upset that he's been pushed out of the group uh, about the business, whether he's going to release the information uh, about why he beat up Ben's, uh, uh, was it? It was Paul's killer, wasn't it? Um, when he came out of prison, mm, Simon had beaten up. Simon, yeah. So, uh how did you feel then about this story? Do you think Ben was a bit unfair? Because I feel like Ben had jumped <laughs> quite quickly to the conclusion that well, Karat, that Karat had kind of like the thing stood, is, on, stood on his toes. Yeah, I mean the thing is, this time last week Ben had a really terrifying eight-year-old, like you know, threatening him and telling him that he was going to get his legs broken. So mm -hmm. you know, I would argue that Kira <laughs> saved his at least saved his legs, if not his life. You know, so. Um, I'd, I, if I was Ben, I'd be possibly a little bit more grateful and realise that, you know, the Panasars, despite the fact that, yes, there is a rivalry there, they're a rival because they are good at what they do. You know, there's no point in pretending that the Panasars aren't good business people. Um, so, you know, I'd at least listen to what Kira has to say, considering that he has saved the business and, you know, clearly has yeah. some levels of experience behind him. But, of course, this is Ben. And Ben isn't going to do anything. Uh, isn't going to do anything like that because Ben has to be top dog because he's his son's son. This is no, he's his, he's his father's son. So he's got to, you know, he's got, he's got to act like top dog. Um, I yeah, I mean, it's you know, I I was quite excited when Kira got arrested because I wasn't expecting that because I genuinely thought that you know Kira beating up Simon. That was it. That you know, we were, he, Kira was never going to hear from it again. And whenever this, whenever the story reads, mm. it's again, it was purely going to affect Callum. 
So I was quite, um, I was quite pleased to, see, well, not pleased, but it was, you know, it was a bit of a shock to see Kira get arrested. I would like to point out that um, Warford Station has got the sassiest officers. This is a th this is like another one now. You know, you know when Chelsea was in um, was in uh, the cell for uh, for the night, and then she had that really sassy kind of prison guards. Well, they're not prison, but you know the police officers her answer and say, "Yeah, we've got breakfast. Yeah, got a hot buffet. Really? No." And then this week, here I had a guy going, "Yep, put on your <laughs> lipstick. You're going to an identity parade." <laughs> Tell you what, I want a spin-off set, <laughs> set in that uh, set in that station because there's a load of great characters bubbling away there, like all sorts of sass. It could even be a sitcom, you know, like Holby Blue. Remember that? Remember Holby Blue that happened? Oh, uh, and, God, um, I do. Yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah. Josie Darby was in there yeah. from CBBC fame. She was. <laughs> she was. And um, and Casey Ainsworth was in it as well. And Zoe Lucker, I think was I think was I'm pretty sure was in it as well. So yeah, they had a few uh, had a few they had a few Warfordians in it. Didn't do very well, unfortunately, though. Uh, and yeah, so he keeps his gob shut, and Ben is relieved and reluctantly sort of agrees to roll over and sort of let Kierat have a bit more of a say in the business. Now, all of this is before Phil is going to return. That's going to be the interesting thing because presumably what's going to happen is that Ben will sort of reluctantly realise that Kierat has quite a good, a few good ideas for the business. Um, and things will start to pick up again, and then Phil will return and go absolutely apocalyptic with rage when he finds out that the Panasars own half of the Mitchell business. Um, Suki, by the way, doesn't seem that impressed by owning it. She's kind of... I thought that Suki would sort of, like, have a sort of moustache-twiddling moment, but um, Suki's still uh, apparently massively in grief this week because we've discovered that she isn't really eating yeah. still. Um, I thought that had got sorted, but, um, you know, Suki still isn't really eating. She's still feeling overcome with guilt, um, and we get a little, um, a little crumb, I would argue, um, about the Panasar father, who currently is, uh, still in prison for what we still don't quite know yet. And I'm really sort of like yearning to find out more about this guy because there's, there's stuff going on that we've, so they've sort of alluded to, but they haven't actually given us any solid details towards. Um, but the father rings up. Uh, Kirat this week. Now Kirat's already, you know, off being interviewed by police, so he can't answer the phone. So Vinny answers it, and they discover that Suki has not told um, the Panasar father about Jags's death, and lied about the fact that he wasn't allowed out of prison to go to the funeral. So there's stuff going on there. What do you think is happening, Alex? I mean, I think it's weird, isn't it, that Suki kept that secret from the father? Because on the on the day of uh, Jags's funeral, uh, she still she made the excuse that the dad the dad couldn't get out of prison. I mean, I'm hoping this is a kind of a way in for us maybe finding out or having the father introduced to the story at some point and into the show. Because I would love that to complete the Panasar family, and it would kind of it, so it'd be I. an interesting way of looking into why Suki is the way she. I don't want to say was because the reason I say was is because this week and past week she's become almost a kind of different character she's become much softer and a lot more wanting honey to accept her um and her family to accept her a lot more and I wonder if the reason she kept like the the father out of the loop was because she felt like it make maybe made her family closer to her and that they could grieve together rather but then you know I suppose ultimately that didn't work for her because she kind of felt alone anyway. So if that was the plan, then that might have been that might have been damaging for her, um, and it was damaging for her. I mean, yeah, it's it's it, understandably the 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 kids Ash and Vinny and Karat are all very angry at her for not saying anything to the dad last week, um, and. I did. I. I don't know. What could the dad have done though if he had come out of prison? What did they think that would have been? Is it? Do they? Th do they think that it was his right to just be there for his son's funeral, or is it more the case that oh, yeah. they thought that perhaps he could have maybe built the family back up and helped them get together again? It was. Um. It, it, that's that's what I was more curious about. Why? 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 Suki did Suki keep it from him because she was afraid that he's a bad influence on the family and that Suki's just now got the family in line to what she wants it to become and mm. and, and be. Um, but but then it kind of throws that theory out because, as you say, she didn't really show much interest in when Karat said, oh, I've got the business. Um, but that's, as you say, that could be down to her really heavy 
heavy grieving. I mean, how do you feel like the relationship, how do you feel like Vinny and Ash being angry at her mum this week? Because there was more from Ash as well this week because she was going for her GP uh, review so she could move from being a student into becoming, going down the path she wanted to take for a medical career. And it got brought back up again that Suki had bullied her uh, <laughs> tutor. And so it's essentially, I know, I love that they brought back up because again, it was one of those things I thought that's going to just never be mentioned again. And it not, did get mentioned mm again to the credit and ash now is in a bit of a tricky situation where she thinks that she might not become a gp she might have to take because i think a gp is one of those paths that you have to be quite committed to want to have that because that's a very specialist area don't get me wrong i know medical is all very specialist but perhaps this is a path that she might now not be able to take and of all people to help her out as well peter was the one who decided to buy her a gin and tonic in the pub and talk her down from all of it i mean is that also another hint that the secret between peter and suki is coming out soon as well oh i hope so God, I hope so, because I, I can't <laughs> wait for that to come out. I mean, honest to God, I know we criticise Peter weeks and weeks and weeks and endlessly as well, but I, 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 can't, I couldn't help but laugh <laughs> at Peter this week because he's such a moron. He is such a single-minded <laughs> moron. Mm. You know, Ash was sat yeah. there, like, in the Vic, on her own, clearly really worried about something, and literally all Peter was doing was kind of turning it around to, am I going to get late tonight or what? Because it was brilliant. Like, he was just like, well, not brilliant. But, you know, he was just, you know, like, saying, well, yeah, but you look yeah. hot in a nurse's uniform. So think of it like that, you know. So, but, yeah, but, yeah, I know you're sad. So, how about you let me buy you a drink, yeah? Uh, <laughs> yeah, but my mum's like, you know, my mum's really, like, I can't, I can't, I don't know if I'm going to be a GP. Oh, oh, tell you what, let me buy you a drink. You'll be all right. <laughs> like, it was just, <laughs> yeah, that was it, so it, honestly, so single-minded. Honestly. And, you know, even, even earlier on in the week when he was talking to Lola, and like she was saying, you smell because you've been running. So go have a shower. And he was like, smell, mate. This is the this is the smell of hard work and success. Women <sighs> flock from from miles and miles to fall at my feet for this for this aroma. Yeah, like, to smell the honestly, musk of masculinity that is my this potent smell. Guy, he's bleh. he is on another planet these days. This this version of Peter <laughs> is just. The most fatal. It's Johnny Bravo. It, it is Johnny Bravo. Ha, <laughs> mama. You know, it's that is all this. This that is all this guy is. Just bravado and just full of his own self importance. Um, which do you know what? Fine. You know, that was again. Like I said before, nothing we could do about it. You know, they see. You know, I remember the Peter of old being a little bit more layered than this. But do you know what? Fine. You know, it's. As long as this is a Peter that constantly falls flat on his face, and I don't mean over over bin bags who ends up in he ends up in hospital. I mean it. I mean it metaphorically <laughs> before you start getting ideas. Help me, Ash! I'm in so much pain. I can't, Ash. Help me. None of that. No, 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 no. But you know what I mean. So um, anyway, <laughs> um, yeah. So oh, I can't remember. yeah. So. Um, I mean, I, I do quite enjoy this sort of journey of Ash, sort of her her mission to just do every single job that's possible to do in the NHS, because I'm sure she started as a maternity nurse. No, I think it does make some sense, though, because we found out that uh, maybe they've mentioned this before, but they, we found out this week that she is a junior nurse. So they, I think that kind of it's like if you become a manager in a supermarket, you work in every department. So you know what each one is and then you get given a department at the end of it. Do you know what I mean? Again, I'm not maybe, belittling maybe. the medical tra- the medical in, uh, profession as something as working in the supermarket I get it it's, 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 you know and I'm not belettin- bel- oh my god now I'm getting Such myself in a spiral nor is working in a supermarket Such a <laughs> nor is working in a supermarket problem at all I'm no problem at all with anything all I'm saying is is that I think because we found out that she's a junior doctor perhaps that then makes sense Lower that every week shirt. she had a whole new <clears throat> <laughs> that's why she had like I am not that's why she uh, had like you know one week she was do- talking about brain surgery another week she was talking about you know giving birth to you know children yes, and, you yes, know, yes. being a midwife and so on <sighs> but um but I, I am glad that they kind of, they kind of, they're, they're still kind of piling on thick with Suki, aren't they? Um, we, you know, with the family, yes. they kind of, they all feel, they all feel sorry for her because they are a family and they've all got each other. And you know, as much as the Panasars have kind of, you know, gotten into the fabric of, you know, Wolford more and more, they were, they're not kind of partitioned away from everyone else. 
they're still they still a bit like the Mitchells consider themselves as being you know if, if anything else happens in this world we have to stick together and nothing else matters so they're kind of mm. sympathising with Suki but at alarm's length now someone who is sympathising with Suki even though Suki told her her secret this week which is that she feels you know responsible for Jags' death and the reason for why is Honey um, and I think Jay's getting a little bit jealous of Honey's relationship with Suki as well now do you like this relationship between Honey and Suki because I I do love it but at the same time love I feel it. like it's taking something away from Suki is that just me no I didn't uh, my I my theory is that this is all going to sort of culminate when and if this dad returns because we don't know how long this guy is going to be in prison for um and presumably at some point he is going to show up on the square and my theory is that it's going to be revealed in some way that everything Suki has done with her family up to this point has been in her mind to protect them from something. And it's going to turn out that what Suki is doing is in some sort of warped way quite noble. You know what I mean? Um, I mean, I've got no sort of proof of any of this, but that's sort of my theory because I feel like we're being led down a path where we want, where they want us to sympathise with Suki a lot more than we have been doing. Because she's sort of been losing mm. that, you know. Yes, yeah, she's got that hard edge to her. That's that's it. You know that that's 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 set in stone. We know Suki's a hard sort of icy woman, but they have been trying to through Honey, which I have to say I think is a, has been a genius bit of writing actually to kind of put characters like yeah. Suki and Honey together. Um, like I say, second time I might use this word wrong, but the people the who are complete the the complete antithesis of each other is that the right word? I've said it twice now. Is that the right word? It sounds Antithesis. right. It's You're asking the wrong person. It sounds right. I can, I can barely talk English. I'm a right... Gibberish is my first language. I write stuff. I'm a writer, you know. I do. I know words. Um, anyway, so... <laughs> what? Need English for? Um, yeah. Um, I speak really good England. Um, yeah, so... Um, so putting two characters together that are the complete opposites of each other and making them actually really work together is has been really fun to watch and I've really enjoy, I really enjoy Honey and Suki's relationship and it's like Suki's sort of letting her guard down with Honey now. She's letting Honey in and she's kind of letting Honey work her work her magic and and just sort of and so I quite like it and she trusted Honey with the information of what she actually what actually happened with Jags this week. Um, which Honey at first mm. was kind of just like that's shocking. I, 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 oh, I didn't know quite know what to do with it, and then sort of thawed out a little bit and said to Suki, "Right, look, fine. I don't understand why you did what you did. I don't understand what you did, but do you know what? I'm not going to judge you for it. Okay, you had your reasons. Yeah, and that's fine. So, you know, although we should mention, we do need to mention um, Suki's painting." that occurred this week oh yes um, when she painted honey, when she made i mean oh i did feel sorry for her actually i really did because she was really proud of it and she made honey look like conchita from mm. eurovision and it was really sort of <laughs> um <laughs> and it, it was really sort of um it was really sort of heartbreaking to sort of see suki so excited about this painting you know and they even went to see the art teacher and the, even the art teacher was kind of like um nice colours uh, so yeah. <laughs> um, childlike you know, quality really to excited it. about it. childlike quality as you can be like you are childlike quality are we trying to say um, and then she overhears um, Honey and Kim talking about it and realises that Honey absolutely hates mm. it and I was I was watching that scene mm. through my fingers just like oh no mm. you knew it was coming you knew at some point that sort of that moment was coming at some point but like oh it was it uh, um, but you know eventually that all gets sorted. Um, and because the thing is, at first, Honey's kind of trying, desperately trying to make up for the situation. Uh, I've got to say this. I've got to say this. Uh, yeah, come to this. Come to the, come to the uh, Pride of Wolf thing with me. Honestly, you're the only person I want to take. The only person. Screw Jay. I don't need to take Jay. You come. You come, please. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and Jay so, got really yeah, jealous I, of that I, as I, well, didn't he, this week? He did. He did. Uh, now, mm. I did. I, <laughs> Have you seen the rumours online <laughs> about this? Did you know there's you know the well, Balan community? I was going to ask you. Nothing. Yeah, the Balan community. <laughs> that's nothing. Have you seen that? I don't think this is going to happen. By the way, and if it does, my eyebrow will raise higher than I can even than Sookies. <laughs> um, there is there is a there's a section of the fan community that seems to be rather obsessed with the idea of Suki and Honey getting into a relationship. 
Um, as mm. in a sexual relationship. And yeah, I don't yeah. think it's going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen. I think it would be a ridiculous uh, direction to take the characters in because... No, just just no. There's no reason for it to happen whatsoever. So just just no. All right, I get yeah. I get that there's sections of the fan community that sometimes decide to go off on their own little journeys to to weird and wonderful places. That's fine. You know we've you know we all sort of you know we all like to have little images about our heads of Walford people we put together. I've I've often said I'd put I'd put Jay and Whitney together. I think Jay and Whitney would make a great couple in real life. You know they might not be the most interesting people to watch, but I I put them together all day long. Suki and Honey, however. There seems there is a there is a very sort of vocal section of the fan community, especially on social media. Have a look for it; it's hilarious. Um, that really yeah. want this sort of Suki and Honey thing to happen. I mean, what I've, are your thoughts? I've, I, I have, don't think it's yeah. going to happen. No, I have, I have, I have heard, of, I have heard of it. To be honest with you, I've not delved into that community that clearly you've gone into the deep blue seas of so <laughs> perhaps that's something i need to have a have a look at but um yes the the rumors the rumors have been kind of circulating um they're not new rumors either they've been circulating for about a couple of weeks now um with you i'll be honest it's not something i'm gonna wave the flag for and say i would be interested in um i prefer that no. they've got this friendship between them i love that that Suki's able to be uh really vulnerable in front of honey and Honey's able to uh, receive, uh, you know, return, you know, the vulnerability back. I, I think, I think, I'm wondering. The only thing I'm thinking is, I'm wondering if Honey, something's going to happen between Honey and Jay that then, then she needs to then Suki needs to step in and look after Honey, and then that would solidify the friendship between them. Because I just think their friendship is, is lovely between them, and every scene that there is between them, every time it just stills the episode it stills the episode mm. and as you say i yeah. feel I, i'm worried that they, if they were to do something like that it would not only it would kind of ruin that friendship between them i mean it doesn't have to ruin their friendship between them even if they write it it happens and then afterwards it's a bit like oh we were a bit silly we shouldn't have done that not that again that's I what they should do it's just what i personally think if, if that's what they've already done that's a way out uh it it, it, it you know <laughs> It Start is. writing um, that now, but um, I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> BBC, if you're listening, but I, I just, I just, I, I, I'm with you. I don't, I don't like the idea of it. I don't think, um, it, I don't think it is. I don't I'm think sorry. it is going to happen. I think there is a certain. I think there is a certain. This is the same. I think this is the same sort of section of the fan community who you know they took one. They took one look at uh, uh, one picture. One picture of uh, Aaron, the new guy that's coming in in the next few weeks. So one look at his picture went, sexuality confusion. Yeah. He's about sexuality. <gasps> OMG, he's going to have sex with them. <laughs> yeah, oh my God, him and Callum are going <laughs> to go. Do you know what I mean? That's that's the section of the, of the yeah. fan community I think that we are sort of getting this information from. It's not based on anything. Two women mm. are allowed to have a friendship just as two men are allowed to have a friendship. You know, just because, you know, you're not, you don't, you don't, I don't see many people saying that Rocky and Harvey are going to get into a mad erotic relationship, you know, it's. <laughs> or Mitch, Mitch and Mick. Why don't they say something like that about yeah. Mitch and Mick? You know, why don't they say, oh, well, Mitch and Mick are very close recently. Mitch sold him some of his gin. Perhaps they're going to get drunk one night and have a bit of a fondle. You know, it, 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 mm. you could say that with any kind of friendship on the square. You know, you could say, you know, the Billy and Jay kind of relationship because they hate each other right now. But, you know, one steamy night, they're going to get together and it's going to be well kinky you know it's it's like yeah, yeah no I just I, I the, the thing that kind of makes me think it's not going to happen because at first I was a bit like well maybe it might <laughs> but the thing that's made me now think it's not going to happen is that um Digital Spy and I think the Metro have reported it to say well fans think this might happen and obviously Digital Spy and the Metro probably have insider knowledge so they know what is about to happen and I think that they wouldn't have said that if it was if it was reflective of what's coming on the show, but then I could be in, entirely wrong, and I'm sure that loads of people will now comment or and send emails saying, "Well, seats. actually, on the 14th of August, this was said, and ten yeah. days later, the episode after the episode happened." Yeah. You know, so you know, comment below. Let us know what you think about the Suki and Honey relationship. Sunny, <laughs> but um, Hooky, Hooky. Hucky, 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 husky, sunny. That's nice, isn't it? That's not husky. Hunky, hunky, sunny, hunky. Where'd you get the yeah? Sunny, hunky. Well, H O N K I, hunky. 
Anyway, we're going to go around in circles with this, um, and I think we need to move on, I'm sorry to say, Rob. I'm, I know as much as you want to talk about <laughs> ship names, but yeah, gutted as you may be. Uh, we're going to talk about now uh, the, uh, you know, Kat now and her son, who's now a football prodigy, um, because Harry Redknapp saw yes. a video and retweeted it, and then loads of West Ham players did it too. I was half expecting this week um, for, like, a team bus of West Ham to be on the square and us having a repeat performance. There's of only Harry one Redknapp's Tommy, man. <laughs> yeah, going, oh, oh, that's a nice picture, isn't that, mate? Oh, I like that picture, mate. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Oh, nice one, mate. Yeah, off the point, not free, nice, nice, mate. Go. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's what I was yeah. hoping for this week, but it never happened, sadly. So yeah, Cat. I think the thing we need to bring out of this is obviously we knew that Tommy was going to end up getting into uh, what was the football team called Epsley Town, Epsley Town, that well-known junior team. Um, he's now in what with them, but they dropped. Well, I don't think Wolford FC are doing a junior uh, team scheme anymore. I don't think they're high enough on the oh, okay. uh, divisions. I'm just making it. I'm oh, pulling okay. it out of my ass. Look at us know what we're talking um, about. But no, <laughs> if you watch the Wolford, I did say I can talk a mean football if I need to. So, you know, that was me talking a mean football. There you go. Cat uh, is concerned that Tommy is using the internet very late at night. And that he's mm. staying up really late. And even Lexi has spotted it. Knowing what we know about the introduction of characters that are coming, what do you think that Tommy is up to on the internet? And, yeah, and keep it clean, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I, I, I do wonder if... Because the, the, um, the general sort of feeling is that, he's, that he is the reason that Janine returns, you know, that... Um, because if we go back uh, in history, we will uh, look at the fact that obviously Michael Moon is Tommy's father, and um, this was uh, the obviously the guy that Janine was married to, and they had a very interesting relationship mm-hmm. to say the least. Um, now and a daughter, it's and a daughter, yeah, which is where Scarlett came along. So Scarlett is um, the half sister of Tommy Moon, so maybe it's. Maybe Tommy has been getting in touch with Scarlet because are they similar ages or is Tommy a little bit older? I think they're about the same age, aren't they? I get I, I get confused with some of the kids' I think ages. They're similar. Um, yeah, so if Tommy, I mean, if Tommy's got access to online social media, then Scarlet will have access to social media. So it's possible that they may have found each other and have started talking to each other, um, which may be the reason that Janine returns. Um, I've got to say, I have been quite enjoying this. It's it's been a sort of light-hearted thing of you know Tommy joining the football team, and I can't quite believe that this is the reason why they had Harry Redknapp on the square. It turns out this is this it was for this it was for this story. Imagine the fact that Harry Redknapp was the thing that started that brought Janine back to Albert Square. Who'd have thought that was going to happen? You know. Oh um, my god. Oh my Genius, god, I never right? thought of it that way before. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Harry Redknapp is the Thank reason that Janine Redknapp. is returning to Albert Square. <laughs> Thank you, Harry Redknapp. We love I'm you. We love you, Harry Redknapp. Gobsmacked. There's only one Harry Redknapp. <laughs> I'm Redknapp. gobsmacked. Um, yeah. <laughs> All right, yeah, yeah, Harry Redknapp. Oh my god. Janine! Um, so... <laughs> <laughs> um, who'd have thunk it? Um, yeah, so, um, and I, I have to say, I've been quite enjoying this little Tommy storyline. Um, because I like the little actor that they've got to play Tommy. I think he's, he's, I think he's quite good. Um, I've got a lovely little image in my head that the kid who actually plays in, um, is, hates football as much as I do off screen. And they're giving him all this and he's useless with the football. And he's got <laughs> the wall. Just a nice little scenario that I've got in my head. He's probably great at football. Um, so he's um, he gets into the, he, I mean I, some of the terms and stuff went completely over my over my head this week. So yeah, we'll just say he got onto the team that he was applying for. Kim has decided to turn who basically become his manager, and it, you know, just it, 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 can I just say form, like uh, yeah yeah can I just say that he gets onto the team doesn't really seem like football terminology to me. It just feels like just a normal sentence, Rob. <laughs> I think you're saying, I don't know football terminology. Let's just say he gets on the team. <laughs> like, no, there was stuff that he I'm needed. sure you're safe with that, There was stuff that he needed to do to get onto the team, you know, that he had to, like, have an audition. <laughs> Shoes. Football boots and, like, go to and football a football. Rehe- he, had to go, he had to go to, like, football rehearsals or something. Football rehearsals? Football rehearsals. <laughs> okay, now now you have dug yourself into that. Now you're drowning in football terminology. Proper, proper gayed it up. Um, I'm just putting it in terminology that I understand, Alex. You know, he has a football audition and now he goes to regular football rehearsals. All right. 
Yeah. Um, and and he got into the media team. uprising. That's what happens. Um, yes. Anyway, yes. so which Kim wants to be? <laughs> yeah, the I have quite for. enjoyed this. She does. Yes, and she's quite. And she's worked out that FC also stands for Foxcatcher. Again, genius writing. Love all that. Yes. Like, all right, fair play. I cannot believe that we are still talking about Foxcatcher. I cannot believe how long she's kept this going for. Longer than I ever thought possible. That they have. That, uh, this is. The, I'm pretty sure this is the longest Kim has ever shown an interest in a business idea ever. And it wasn't even one of her strongest ever ideas to come up with this dating agency. But she has stuck with it, and fair play to her. Um, but <laughs> yeah, so FC Foxcatcher. She's she's making a cross brand. Fabulous. Um, yes. So and I like the idea that you know Tommy's sort of being this little local celebrity on the square. That's quite fun. Um, and him sort of, I can, you know, I can imagine the sort of 10 years time, like the, the pressures of being part of the football and, you know, all the men on the square, like piling all the pressure onto Tommy and sort of, you know, the, he's, he's, mm. he's more for the biggest hope, the new shining star. Probably means he's going to lose his legs at some point or something equally tragic that's going to completely well, wreck his career. That's, that's interesting thing for you to say, because again, if we're going to delve into, sorry, if we're going to delve into the history of EastEnders, there was the character Aiden who was um, uh, a football star and he injured himself and wasn't able to play anymore. So you, you kind of, I think you brought it out up uh, maybe jokingly, but do, do you think that is something that's going to happen? No. So the, the pressure on Tommy is going to I... be so great that something's going to happen that he's going to become injured? Well, I mean, what I was more going for was the slightly more meta uh, fact that um, when Kate Oates was on Coronation Street, there was a character called Jack Webster, who's a similar age to Tommy, um, who uh, got sepsis in the legs. And he was a really keen mm. footballer and wanted to like apply for Weatherfield FC. CGI a leg and then he boy. Ended up lo- yes, CGI leg boy. That's the one. Uh, and he ended up losing a leg. Yes. And that was all very <laughs> tragic. Um, so, I, do you know what I mean? I sort of smell... <laughs> I smell sepsis. Um, so I... <laughs> I smell sepsis. <laughs> um, that's... <laughs> um, yeah, so do you know what I mean? I, 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 that, it's got, the sort, it's got yeah. the sort of... It's got the sort of aroma of that sort of storyline coming. I have a feeling that something horrific is going to happen to Tommy at some point and he's going to like lose an ankle mm. or a leg or something, something horrible is going to happen to him that, that puts all this... Puts all this in jeopardy, you know. He'll keep the foot, but lose the ankle. Yeah, yeah, perfect. You know, just keep it in a jar on the, on the side, frozen in ice. Um, so <laughs> I don't know where I put it, Mum. I, I lost no. it. I don't know where it is. <laughs> lost it. Lost the foot. I'm sorry. Grounded for two weeks. Um, so yeah, where? I mean, yeah, what do yeah. you what do you think? No where where can you see that? Yeah, no, no internet for two weeks. Uh, what do you think? Because I've gambled on for ages now. What do you think is going to happen? Where do you see this going? Um, I, I think you've, you've you've said where it's going, and that is that it's, Tommy. I think the whole football story is a lead to that a character is going to be introduced f- through Tommy um, that way, and then basically bubbling in the background every now and then. Um, you'll hear about Tommy and how he's getting on with his football practice and how he's not doing so quite so well at school anymore. And Phil will probably want him to carry on with the football. There is another route, I suppose, you could you could argue, because there was a lot of mentioning about social media this week. I mean, Kat got into a bit of trouble this week as well with basically not oh, defending yeah. uh, what people were saying about Isaac on social media and his mental illness, um, uh, oh. his schizophrenia. And Cat uh, didn't Cat didn't kind of Cat didn't stand up and say you know, stand up with the, with the foxes and the, uh, with, with Isaac and kind of say, you know, I've, I've, we've got a family history of it too. I've experienced it too. Yes. It's a different type of, uh, uh, mind, uh, you know, problems, but at the same time, you know, I, I, I can see the same, I can see it from your perspective. Um, she did correct herself quite quickly, uh, by the middle of the week. And she, she apologized to Kim for it, which I thought was, was more suiting for what Kim's character, uh, sorry, Kat's character should have been. Um, I was really surprised to see Kat like that. So I wonder, you know, by the fact that Kim wants to be the manager and she seems to be posting all this about social media, is there more about the way that social media can be damaging for a young boy like Tommy as well? Is that something we're kind of leading down the path to as well? Like a, you know, a young lad and how that could like where people could say quite hard, hurtful comments about him. I mean, they, Maybe, they touch yeah. about it from time to time, but it's only but for a young boy, a boy as young as Tommy, who might feel quite vulnerable. And, you know, he 
you know, I don't think he's particularly a very popular kid. You don't get the impression that he's like, he's not like Dennis, you know, how Dennis was when he used to walk around the square and, you know, he had that kind of swagger. Like Tommy only has that swagger when he's playing football, but for any other kind of social interaction, Tommy doesn't seem to have that kind mm. of confidence. Um, and I wonder if that, conf- that that lack of confidence could damage him in the social media sphere. And that's maybe the other story we're going with Tommy and that damages his football career in one way or another. Yeah, maybe. I yeah, the, the social media thing is definitely a a conversation that needs to be had. Because um, already, you know, we are, um, you know, when social media first started, um, you know, the idea of like an eleven year old being on social media or being, uh, you know, a figure on social media was unheard of. You know, it wasn't a thing. Yeah. Um, you know, it was only for big old grown ups like us. You know, um, we could um, we dealt with it, and you know, we did the social media thing. But now, kids everywhere, are all over Twitter, they're all over Facebook, they're all over YouTube, they're all over TikTok, and whatever you know, Snapchat, and all <laughs> on all of that sort of malarkey. Um, and uh, so, yeah, kids are more Snapchats and all kids, that Snapchats. Uh, yeah, in, insta, insta chat and insta snap and all that sort of malarkey, yeah, yeah. you know. Insta so pictures, I... <laughs> face block, <laughs> face block. Um, I yeah. So I mean, there's definitely a conversation to be had about the damage that social media can do. I quite liked Kim's U-turn this week. It felt deliberate, I have to say, because at the start, you know, when um, when all the stuff was coming through about Isaac, she was like, "Ah, oh, social media's got a lot to answer for. Social media's a terrible thing. Is it? it should be banned. It should be banned. Get rid of social media." And then, yeah. what, and then but when uh, and then when Tommy was all over the place and it was really helping, Tommy was like, oh, "Social media's great. You know? I love social media." Now you could argue that that was just a complete yeah. inconsistency with writing. I actually thought that really worked because it's the sort of thing that Kim would do isn't it like you know yeah. kind of approve of something when it works it in her favour and massively disapprove of it when, it when it doesn't I thought that really worked that was nice um, yeah I mean maybe I think I to be honest with you I think what it's more going to be about is the fact that this is how Janine slash Scarlet will have come across it oh my god that's my half brother you know um, so I think I, th- I to be honest I think that's more the reason why they're making Tommy such a sort of online mm. celebrity because that's how it comes across to uh, Scarlett and Janine, you know, and who knows? Maybe Janine is seeing an opportunity there for something, and is and is on her way back to Wolford. <laughs> it's on her way back to Wolford to um to, to try to take advantage of a situation. Who knows? I think we're gonna uh, maybe the end of next week. What do you think? I I I think it's gonna be soon. It's gonna be very soon. But will they at least reveal who Tommy's talking to, yeah. who Tommy's interaction is? Yeah. That it, 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 yeah. It, I mean, we don't know necessarily if this is what it's going to be, but it just feels like theories. that. It feels like mm. that. Yeah, yeah. Mm. From 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 what yeah, we're I think getting. She's back yeah. to Tommy. Mm. Maybe next week. Um, I don't know. I think they're going to save it now till September, don't you? Because that's when the big, you know, it makes sense. That's when they do the big stories. That's when they almost reset. Yeah. You know, it, there is no series. Well, there's two series of EastEnders, obviously, because they had the break. But when summer they series. tend to reset, yeah. as in a new series, yeah, it's normally the end of summer, done the silliness, Whitney yeah. singing. <laughs> we'll be talking about that Filler. next week, Rob. Can't wait for that. And, and yeah, yeah. Can't and then me. in September, that's normally the second week of September, I always say it's normally when the schools go back um, in England. Uh, that's when the new series begins again. So series 37 mm-hmm. of EastEnders then begins. Um, I know I know, EastEnders starting in February, so you should argue, oh, it would be February time. But, but you know what I mean? It kind of, it shifts like that. That's how TV seasons work yeah. in my mind. I, I, yeah. this, is, this is my you mind. This is just how about. I see things. Weird, wonderful play. We talked about Isaac briefly, so I think we should just finish with um, uh, how he is now getting himself better. Um, he'll never be, you know, he'll never be hundred percent. He's just getting himself kind of fixed up, getting feeling better. Him and Lola were going quite strong. That woman who we still don't know who it is, and loads of people, by the way, messaged me and said, "I do know what you're saying." She's familiar, but where? Where is she familiar? I, Again, please comment below and let I, us know. Well, I found out why she was familiar to me. I've scratched my itch. I don't know about everybody else. Right, go on. She was in an episode of Jonathan. She was in an episode of Jonathan Creek. I so that's that's why she's familiar to me, and and that's exactly she was in. I don't, well, I don't know if you watch Jonathan Creek. Do you watch Jonathan Creek? I do, but I don't remember her. Yeah, yeah. I absolutely love Jonathan Creek. I'm obsessed with Jonathan Creek, and she was in um, the first episode that Rick Mail came into Black Canary, I think it's called. Um, uh, she's when in that playing one of the. Uh, Yes, and she plays the 
uh, she's one of the daughters in it, um, and she plays and she so she, and she plays she plays a character in that, and that's why I recognised her. I can't comment for everybody else. I'm pretty sure that not everybody else is as massive Jonathan Creek geek as I am, so um, that might not be where you know her from. But for me, I'm satisfied. So meh, who cares? Yeah, uh, good, <laughs> good. Yeah, okay. Okay, let's talk about Isaac. Yes. Well, I just want to talk about. I think her name's Jackie. I think she's been credited in a, in the, in the credits. I think it's Jackie. And I want to briefly discuss, I think she might be Dana's mum. Because she Right, has, mm, okay. Because they, you know, she mentioned her son, we, didn't she? She left, yes. And we've got the son arriving on the square fairly yeah. soon. So, maybe, possibly, there could be a bit of linkage there. What if she's Dana's mum? I'm guessing purely here, all right? This is pure speculation. I don't know a thing. But this... I, so, yeah, we've got the son arriving soon. We've got Aaron arriving soon. Um, and she talked about her son and like, how she lost her son. And, you know, so maybe she is the mother that left. And, and that's why she left, because she had to be, you know, sectioned and psychological problems and all that sort of thing. So maybe that's why... Because she's appearing quite a lot. They seem to be really building her up a little bit and giving her a, giving her a little bit of a story, don't they? Like I, You get yeah. these people sometimes in the sort of scenes that we, we expect them where, you know, someone in the hospital or in the prison or in... They will offer necessary advice to the character that is in that situation and we'll never see them again. They don't normally get a story for themselves built up. You know, and she she keeps getting these little crumbs of story given to her that they seem to be building up upon. So I wonder if she is going to be a bit more of a character further down the line. And if and we don't know who this and we still don't know who the Monroe mum is. And so that's my theory. I wonder if she might be Dana and Aaron's mum. That's my theory. Yes. I, um, I hope you're right, Rob, because not only because it's a good, it's a great theory and it would be nice to introduce them also as, a, as more of a family. But also... Mm. This would be, a, I don't know if I've mentioned it in the current history, but the, one of the things I hate and I miss about soaps is, and it's not been something, because it's been very difficult, is the surprise element of things. And I just, mm. I hope you're right, because this would 100% genuinely, even though you've said it now and you've ruined it. No, you haven't ruined it. Just Even though you've no, said, it, yeah. said it, <laughs> I, I still would, I, I, no, no, no. I still would be like, <gasps> no, I oh my God. Okay, right. Good. Um. And and it would be like Jane walking through the back door. Shock. I would look like a complete and utter god if this came true. <laughs> god of the podcast, the Oracle. I ah, uh, imagine that moment. I just I ah, uh, the pedestal that I would be put on in the EastEnders community tomorrow. The world. Rightly <laughs> so. Um. Yeah. So. <laughs> Rightly so, but you only get it for a week, okay? You only get it if you're right. You yeah. only get it for the week, okay? No more than a week. It's like, oh, and I, I, I will it, grab it okay? with both hands. But if you are right, Shit. Rob, I swear I will buy you a crown. <laughs> Thank you. And I will take <laughs> well, it. You never know. You never know. Yeah. Anyway, so my, I mean, bigger things. There's bigger fish to fry with this story this week. Is that Cherie about Cherie? Now, are they trying to make Cherie a bit of a villain at the moment because she is? She's not great at the minute, is she, Cherie? You know, she has. No. She. Well, they've been doing. I think with Lola her for nailed it pretty well this week. Yeah, I think now now Lola nailed it pretty well this week when she pointed out to Cherie that she that she is embarrassed about Isaac and she's really ashamed of the stigma that's attached to it. Um, because, like I say, well, like we said in the intro, there was a lot of stuff about being a mother this week and the things that a mother will do to protect her children. And Cherie seems to be uh, on... Because she wants to take Isaac away from all of this. She doesn't... You know, her theory is that someone who's just come out of um, being sectioned, having had, having had real serious mental health problems, is to take them completely out of everything that, that he fa- finds familiar and take him to another country on the other side of the world because that will help him. No, Cherie, mm. that will not help him whatsoever. But... He, she wants. She hasn't told Patrick that this is what she's planning on doing. Lola happened to discover the plane tickets to Trinidad, um, so and they are really sort of making Cherie um, a bit of an unlikable character in the minute, which is unfortunate because I really used to like Cherie. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah. You could argue that it's just all for Isaac's protection, and she's just being a really overprotective mother, and you know, blah blah blah. blah. Um, 
but is there another layer to it? Is Shuri, are we seeing another side to Shuri that we haven't seen previously? Is something else going to come come out of it? Or what do you think? I don't know. I don't think, I don't think we are going to see a, a, a too vicious side of Shuri. I do think it just comes down to her protect, protectiveness to her son. Um, mm. When she said she was... She wanted to go to Trinidad uh, with uh, Isaac. It did terrify me actually for Isaac because, like the the like the medical help that he's getting here, I don't think. Can, I, again, I'm making a fleeting statement by saying this, but I I don't think it could be matched in Trinidad. I don't think it would be the it's same. So, if anything really bad should happen to Isaac again, I think that it could be very dangerous for him. Um, I don't know. I don't think. I just. I, I think. I, I think Cherie is on the whole a very fun, loving kind of lives for the moment kind of woman. But it, it, when it comes to her son, she's just kind of putting him in a bubble. Because even before uh, Isaac had this, you know, break in his mental health, I think that he she was still very protective of him and she would always be very wary of who he spoke to who he talked to like was he drinking too much was he smoking you know was he looking after himself yeah. properly um and I, I and and i hope that when isaac does eventually come back to the square and it's all kind of the dust has settled a little bit again i'm hoping that sheree although cautious around him will be a lot less and it'll be it'll be you'll see the fun tree with patrick again because like it was nice seeing those scenes with patrick and sheree it, like it really gave patrick a new vigor and a new w- way of life and mm. um you know yeah. not to say that they've not performed it very well together but it's just it, it was nice to have that kind of fun couple on the show um and so yeah. it felt like it felt like a bit of a shame that they were kind of doing doing that to um, Cherie. Do, what, do, you, do you think then that Cherie has maybe a, some kind of secret then, something that she's kind of keeping hidden that she doesn't want people to find out? And that's why she's fleeing with Isaac. There's, there's something else. There's one little tidbit left about maybe Isaac and her that she doesn't want anyone else to find out about. Um, I don't know. It just, it, to be honest, it to me it seemed, you know, like how when they haven't, they've had a character around for ages and they haven't really known what to do with them, so they decide to make them a little bit of a psycho. Do you know what I mean? You know that sort of like, almost late yeah. writing sort of thing. I did wonder if it was, you know what I mean? Like I did wonder if it was sort of maybe going in that direction. I hope it doesn't. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Um, Lola is um, breaks up with Isaac this week, and then but I think by the end of the week they're they're pretty much sorted again because she brings the kids um, to the ward. I don't know if any of this is allowed, by the way. I don't know if you're allowed to take a, 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 like a <laughs> children to to a psychiatric ward, but maybe you are. I don't know. I do think they because they came to they came to look at the planets. Now I do think they missed an opportunity, a massive opportunity. It's a shame it was Jupiter because I think they missed a massive opportunity to have one of the kids running into the ward screaming Isaac. With come to look at Uranus I that, that's just that's just me personally I think I think that was a massively missed opportunity you child. Um, but aside from that I know I'm <laughs> um I could go and threaten Ben Mitchell that's how old I am really um so yeah but um I think it's great to see Isaac um on the mend you can tell that he's more aware of what he's been through you can tell he's more aware of what's happened to him he's clearly in the right place and I think he knows that he's in the right place um so I think give it a couple of weeks and I think him and Lola are closer than ever now as well because Lola has said, I don't care what this illness brings for us. I will, I want to be there for you. I want to, if you have to be in and out of hospitals for the rest of your life then I'm going to be there and I'm going to care for you. Um, and I think I think mainly Cherie just needs to know that she's not on her own with this sort of thing. You know, she's not, the fact that she hasn't even told Patrick that she wants to go to Trinidad with, with Isaac, I think mm. more shows that she is just terrified of doing the wrong thing and so and and she is terrified of the stigma attached to it and i think she is i think lola is right i think she is embarrassed she's got to come to terms with isaac's illness as well as um because i think that's one of the main reasons that she didn't want isaac to be sectioned as well because you know you automatically you, you know you hear someone's been sectioned and you think you know you know it's the straight jackets and all of that kind of bull um yeah so you know and i think she's i think that's still how she thinks as well um so I I think it's I think it's going to be an education for her as well, and I think that's an important story to tell, as well as the stigma that's attached to real sort really serious mental health problems, which is a great story to tell. You know, Kato staple, and I applaud her for I actually applaud them for how they've dealt with the, with the schizophrenia story, to be honest. Because like, there was a mo there was a few yeah. times where we kind of thought oh, they're going to do this badly, eek. but actually, and they're taking it in a completely different direction to the story that we were comparing it to, which was the which was the dual uh, storyline of the. 90s so 
you know, and obviously social media. Obviously, social media wasn't a thing during the Dior era, was it? So, you know, it's an interesting extra layer to add on to it. Um, yes. So, yeah, I think I think give it a couple of weeks and I think Cherie will sort of settle down and stop being so much of a villain and less of an antagonistic role. Um and everything will be fine. If you can, if you kind of boil it down, really, there was just kind of two stories kind of happening this week. And it all came together as well. So all the kind of bits and pieces, so they're all kind of intertwined with one another. And I would never believe that they're doing any social distance filming at the moment. I really no. don't. And I'm I'm... I'm not accusing them of not like maybe following the rules, but it does feel like they're not following the rules. <laughs> but I don't know. I, you know, I, I'm not. I'm not I on the set. I, I don't know how it's all going. On. I said this. Mm. I like the idea. You know, when they first announced that EastEnders coming back, and John, and they did an interview with John Sen, who was like, and he gave a few ideas, like yeah, you know, there's camera angles we can do and all sorts of tricks, but we're not going to tell you about all the tricks because it might ruin it. And I really like the idea. That mm. The tricks is screw it. Just go close together. If you get COVID, then we'll deal with it. But you know what? <laughs> Just like, we'll tell them that we're yeah. doing clever stuff. It'll look amazing on screen. <laughs> um, I'm sure that's not yeah. what they're doing. I'm sure actually the BBC, more than any other production company on I Earth, is probably stringently following these things. Like, yeah. I can't imagine any, <laughs> I can't imagine a company more terrified of breaking the rules of COVID, to be honest, than the BBC. Um, but yeah, no, I, I'm enjoying seeing it all looking a bit more normal on screen. It's great. I think they've just found their stride, haven't they, for the yeah. way they're filming things now, yeah. and because they found the stride and they're able to, you know, you know, it's been a year now. They're, you know, it's, from trial and error and, te- and self teachings, they know exactly how to do it properly now, and they're doing it properly, and it's really good. Although it's still shorter episodes, I'm surprised they've not kind of well, there's still them stuff a little bit. There's still stuff which, that they're having to do, I think, which is taking longer than it normally would. Um, and I did tell, I did hear that TV production mm. is having to is having to stick with social distancing rules despite the fact that the rest of the country is sort of kind of chilling out a bit more. I've heard that um, I think there was an article mm. being being released from like I don't know who he is like the head of TV production in the world or something like that. Um, who <laughs> the said head of that TV. TV, <laughs> the head of TV, Mr. TV, Mike TV, um, who has said that he <laughs> is uh, said that they are sticking with social distancing rules whilst making um, TV and drama. So. Who knows? We might be seeing. Mm. Uh, I don't know if EastEnders is ever going to return to normal size episodes. I hope so because I do miss. It seems like a long time since we had. Remember the New Year's Day episode that was an hour long. It was great. You know, it just felt like a yeah. massive epic yeah. episode of EastEnders, just like the old days. It was great. I do miss them. Hopefully, we'll get it. We'll get it back again soon, but we don't know. Well, you know, you know my thoughts. I think that they should just boil it down to three episodes a week and just drop that Friday well, episode because yeah. I don't think that Friday episode is doing them any good. But anyway, we've got time for one comment on our Twitter this week on I Ain't Want to Gossip, so we're gonna do it straight after this jingle. And you know me, I ain't want to gossip. So this week on our Twitter, I asked you to send us your comments. I'm so sorry that I can't read every single one of them out, but please believe you me, I we love getting your comments. We love it when you interact with us. This week has been a great week actually on our social media, on our Facebook, our Instagram and our Twitter. Um, and you all seem to enjoy our take of the new EastEnders theme tune slash Hollyoaks introduction for the show. Um, you know, little joke that we put together, uh, but there was lots of things that people have been getting in touch with us. And as I say, if you want to get in touch with us, uh, all the details will be at the end of the show um, or will be on the show notes underneath. But one person who did was at Quality Dan, who said, it's great to see the BBC actually spending some time on a decent EastEnders trailer. It reminds me of the ones we saw in the 90s and the 2000s. I just hope we'll be back to the full 30 minute episodes again. I mean, we talked about the trailer right at the beginning of the show. It was... It was yeah. just a brilliant trailer. It was nice to see it again. Um, it was a good, it was do, a good do you think that this is a beginning sign that they're going to start bringing more trailers into the show again? Because they used to make them pretty much every couple of months, didn't they? And they used to have slogans at the end. I forget yeah. what the slogan was at the end of this trailer now. It was Everyone's bring come together or something, wasn't it? But they used to, oh, we are. Yeah, but they used to have yeah, everybody's talking about it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I'm presuming that they're maybe going with the trend because they did at the end of this current trailer, they had that slogan. I, I can't remember what it was now. But... Um, yeah. Do you think this is the beginning of a trend? Yeah. Well, I hope so. I mean, I think they had to do a trailer for this because they want people who might have missed it to know that Janine is back. Um, 
because I, I, they would have been idiotic to not do a trailer of Janine back in some way. And, uh, you know, and they're putting this trailer everywhere. I noticed last night, for example, that it was on before and after EastEnders, like straight before and straight after, uh, straight after it. So it's not like, um, so I imagine that they are, um, they're throwing this trailer everywhere in the hope that it does something to sort of bring the ratings up a little bit. Um, I mean, I, 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 I think we said, we said it all, really. I think Janine is the best thing to bring back. The trailer was excellent. Some people didn't like it, but then some people just don't like anything, really, do they? Um... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can I just ask you a quick question? Um, because, uh, again, Ben and I kind of had a bit of a d d chat about it. And um, <sighs> the intro sequence. So I, I know we put a joke one <laughs> up. But do you think that it is time for EastEnders to rethink the intro sequence. Do you think yeah. that iconic spinning of the camera as it comes up with the o logo coming that... up is a bit old hat now? Or do you think that it's about time that they kind of update it? Not necessarily the same way as what Hollyoaks is, but like, you know, Coronation Street, they used to show the kind of cobbles and the houses and the chimney tops. And now they show modern day uh, Manchester, uh, Manchester mm. and like the taxi cabs and like the, you know, things like that. Do you think EastEnders could yeah. do something new to their intro sequence? I see the is thing is, blasphemous? I think that they, I think it is blasphemous in quite a few ways because the the sort of image of sort of the swirling rat and going up of the Thames is iconic. You know, even people, you know, any mm. even people who don't watch EastEnders know that that is what the intro to EastEnders is. You know, and the logo almost of the river is sort of the logo of EastEnders as well. So it would be idiotic and stupid and blasphemous and wrong to um to get rid of to get rid of that um they've updated it a few times you know they've sort of redone the intro you know thrown in a few cgi seagulls and clouds and all of that sort of thing so you know they, they i don't added mind the updating it like that but yeah it's sort of added millennium dome changed the color of the water you know all of that sort of thing um so i don't mind them doing stuff like that um you know that and actually we're overdue one of them because i used to do one um like every 10 years or so so we are actually due a little bit of an update yeah, on the title so I honestly thought that we I mm -hmm. honestly thought that we'd get one for the start of when it came back in September I genuinely because there was a rumour going around that they'd changed the intro I genuinely thought that we were going to get and that would have been the perfect time to do a new to do a new one really wouldn't it um so I thought that we might get one but we haven't like so we we've had this one I think since about 2000 and Eight, two thousand and nine. Someone in the comments will tell me when this new intro started. It's, it's one of the longest long stretches time. before they've changed uh, it. Mm. Um, you bring up the Coronation Street opening. I have to say, I hate the current current the Coronation Street uh, opening. I hate the arrangement. <laughs> of the music. You say that the music sounds all hated. <laughs> I absolutely hate everything about the Coronation Street intro currently. It's awful. Like it's too glossy. The whole, I mean, this isn't the Coronation Street podcast, but I I don't think I'm being too much of a betrayer to say that I'm a fan of British soap, and I used to have a real soft spot for Coronation Street, and still do. Um, and to me, Corrie is all about the sort of grittiness of like the back street and it shouldn't it shouldn't look glossy it shouldn't like you know it and it's too glossy and pretty and sort of instagram and filtered for me the new the new cory intro and the new arrangement of the theme tune is abysmal anyway um so i mean what do you think uh, viewers and listeners what would you like to see if eastenders did a new intro let us know in the comment section or email us or comment to us on any of these uh <laughs> any of these links and email addresses that i'm going to give you now you can uh contact us on twitter and instagram at walford weekly you can find us on facebook at walford weekly podcast god i'm good at this on youtube don't forget to like subscribe and click the bell to get notifications about any videos that we post and you can listen to us on Apple, Podbean, Spotify, or any of your favourite podcast sites. You can email us at uh, robwolfordweekly at gmail.com or alexwolfordweekly at gmail.com. We will be back next week, same time, same place. Uh, and we who knows, we may well be discussing uh, the return of a of an old friend, an old villainess, an old soap bitch. Who knows? Who knows when we're getting her back? But until then, you don't think? Until, um, until then, it's goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from me. See you next week. Bye.